Welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. Hey, it's fantastic to be at the Granary. What a wonderful church, and uh, it's a blessing to be here. Thank you, Pastor Sue. I met Pastor Sue and Graham about three and a half years ago, and it's been just a delight to get to know them and their heart. And uh, and then to be here this morning and to experience the granary for myself. Absolute joy and delight. Who likes musicals? Any musical fans? Okay, what's your favourite musical of all time? Well, there we go. We've got a Hamilton fan. Yes. It's a good thing you're in the room where it's happening. Okay, there's only a couple of Hamilton actual fans in the room. That was a reference. Anyway, never mind. Okay, so hey, here we go. Here, here's some here's some musicals. So out of these four, anyway, what, what's your favourite? Okay, have a think. Okay, where are the Sound of Music people? Oh yes, the hills are alive. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're on fire this morning. Love it. Where was that? Was that? Oh, that was that was Stuart. Thank you, Stuart. Beautiful. Greece. Here we go. Here we go. Anything from you, Stu? No. Okay, that's good. I thought he could break out with a John Travolta dance right there. The Lion King. Oh, woo. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Hamilton. We got a few. Yes, we got the Hamilton fans over here. I think, I think one of my daughters knows can recite the whole of Hamilton. Okay, just just for some of you, I do have a fifth option. I get it. There could be some of you, but I arrived in um in Newcastle yesterday at the airport, and and in the luggage waiting area, they've got a big LED advertising stuff, and they were promoting uh, a Disney cruise. Personally, I can't think of anything worse. Um, but anyway, anyway, for those who love with love a Disney cruise with your children, um, great. And they they showed the the stage show, a um, little video of the stage show. It was Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, anyone know Beauty and the Beast? Do you remember? Yeah. So you got um, the the you know the Beast and the castle and the and all the utensils and the and the candlestick and everything being turned. Turn, sorry, the the servants have been turned into those things. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got the young girl Belle, and she turns up at the castle, and these all these these characters sing a song to her. Do you remember they sing, "Be our guest," and we can't remember the rest. That's okay. You know it, don't you? There we go. Be our guest. Yeah. The uh, the the story of the Bible. It could be described as God, the Trinity, and it's wonderful that there's God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If there was just one, then he may choose to love, but he couldn't be loved, but there's three, always in fellowship, always in community. And they say to humanity, be our guest. You could describe the whole of the gospel as this offer, this to come and be our guest. Come and sit at the table of fellowship with us. We love you and we want 
to know you and to be with you. And you can see that through the whole of Scripture in a very powerful way. We've only got time this morning to look at a couple of moments. The first one, thank you, Sam and Asher, for uh, the wonderful um, scarring memory of church action songs. I mean, it's one thing in children's church, but come on, who... Who, who remembers the era when we do, did them all the time in church? I don't know if, any, if you've been around long enough to remember that. You probably share the scars that I share. What an irony. I hear that you're a child psychologist and you're, scar, you're re-scarring us this morning. What a crazy thing. But, uh, you know, if, if you weren't around church in those days, you should just say a quick prayer of thanks um, because some of them were so embarrassing. Weren't they? Do you remember some of them had us looking at each other in our eyes and saying things that, honestly, which were, it was just off. But there was one, and it went like this. He brought me into his banqueting table, and his banner over me is love. Yes, well, some of you know what I'm talking about. Yes, before there was cross equals love, there was banner equals love. It comes out of Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 4. The backstory is the uh, the king sees this young woman and he goes, "Woohoohoo! I like that. I'd like to pursue her." That she feels um, that she's not good enough. That she comes from the wrong crowd. She's suffered a bit of rejection, and uh, and so this is like this is a bit unusual. But then we get to this verse where she says, "He brought me into his." banqueting table or his his banqueting house and his banner over me is love if you uh a like sam a blues fan and you want to go to a state of origin you might take your banner whatever you want to say on your banner go the blues or something or other it doesn't say exactly what is on the banner i'm going to imagine it's god's it's because this is this is a a parable of god a, a metaphor of of god pursuing us and uh, and saying I, I, I you're welcome at my table and and so uh, maybe on that banner it says I'm crazy about you I know you the good the bad and the ugly and I'm still crazy about you and I'd love you to come into my banqueting table I wonder if anybody here has ever had a, an experience of of rejection of some form it's painful isn't it. And uh, I know, I remember one time when my wife and I were, were rejected, ejected, if you like, from a, a, a group of people in a very painful way. And only a, a couple of months later, I met with this beautiful old Christian man who knew that story quite well. And uh, we met up somewhere and, and he just he saw me and he came over to me. He's a man of few words, but he said the most beautiful words anybody could have said in that moment. He just said to me, and my wife and I had had a meal at his place with his wife over the years a few times. And he said to me, you are welcome at our table anytime. Wow. Those words just ministered life and, and healing to me in that moment. And it's like God says, you are welcome at my table anytime. My table is a table of love and acceptance god is saying be our guest yes 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 you're doing well perhaps the most uh, significant table in scripture 
is initiated on the night before Jesus crucified, the night he was betrayed in Matthew 26, verse 20. It says, when evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with his 12. Here he is with these people he's been doing life with for around three years. And he takes a piece of bread. I'm sure you know the story well. He breaks it. He says, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he takes some wine and he says, this cup, this is my blood shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And and he is giving a prophetic demonstration, if you like, of what's about to happen on Calvary, uh, where his body was broken and his blood was shed. And that was done so that he could take the penalty of our sin and we could come to know him and receive his love and forgiveness and healing in our, and wholeness. Um, this the, We call it the Lord's table. And then we now commemorate that and on a, uh, from time to time. Um, I, was, I was at a Catholic Mass uh, towards the end of last year. It was, uh, it was an Alpha event. And uh, so I was there as part of Alpha. And the, uh, I'd only been at a Mass a couple of times before. And, th- and this was a very significant moment um, uh, when, when the priest who had, who had already blessed the, the, the bread and the wine, it, it, we, it was explained to us very nicely, this is the presence of Christ coming in amongst us. And, uh, and then it was put on the altar. And as that happened, we all knelt. There was a kneeling rail, so I was in the second row, and I knelt. And the uh, the priest brought the, the host in and put it on the altar. Uh, there's a song, and then there's 10 minutes of silence. And uh, I come from a church where we get nervous if there's 10 seconds of silence. So this was really something. And uh, and then there was another song, and then there was another 10 minutes. Of, so there was half an hour of what they just called adoration as we knelt in the presence of the Lord. And... Uh, I realized perhaps sometimes I've treated this a little cheaply. Um, it was it was very powerful and very beautiful. And I, I don't necessarily agree with all the theology around that, but um, but I could learn from the the adoration, this, the the value they were placing on the Lord's table. In fact, the lay <laughs> even before the end of the first song, my knees are giving in. So I sort of slide back, so my backside's on the on the pew, so I can take the, the weight off my knees. A lady right in front of me, she kneels the entire thirty minutes, doesn't move a muscle. I said to her afterwards, "How did you do that? You you didn't you just not for thirty minutes? I couldn't last for for, for five. And she said, in, in a very sincere and beautiful way, she said, "I'm just so in love with Jesus." I thought, I I want to be in love with Jesus like that. Wow, I want to put that kind of value and, and, and give that adoration to what Christ has done for me. The table of the Lord, the table of redemption, the table of forgiveness. How amazing. We could go on and on about the table and all that God brings to the table. Last Christmas, we I went with my family to America because um, my, one of my daughters lives there and and where we were staying, just down, down a path, was a, only in America, 24-7 donut shop. <laughs> like, it, how, how good is that? I mean, and, and there's all, there was all, not surprising, there's always a queue of people outside. No, every time we went near it, there's a queue of people. And, uh, and but one time we're queuing up, they have this thing there. I don't know if you heard of it. it if it's coming, I th- 
I don't, it, it should come to Australia. Come on. Uh, it's a cross between a donut and a croissant. They call it a cronut. Anybody heard of a cronut? I mean, honestly, you got them here. Tell me where. It's like heaven. It's incredible. And we're lining up, and I'm watching. I can see the cronut train. It's almost empty. I thought, no, I'm going to miss out. And then they brought a batch of fresh. They were just always making them. Fresh cronuts. It was, oh, uh, answered a prayer. The, the only, the only th- thing is, I, I suspect that in terms of nutrients, it's a nutrient-free environment. Okay. I doubt that there's a nutrient anywhere near it. Thankfully, the Lord's table is a nutrient-rich environment, the nutrients of the kingdom, things like love and acceptance and forgiveness and healing. These are the nutrients we could talk more about all of that. But uh, I just want to talk about another table. I'm going to call this the table of opportunity. You see, there are people around about us, as Sue was saying, and that was just a brilliant video, brilliant message. People around about us who have no idea about the nutrients, but they need them. Sometimes they don't know they need them. In fact, that's probably why they're not here this morning. And yet still they need them and God loves them. And they won't know about it unless they are brought to a table of opportunity. And that may be a literal table or a metaphoric table. That may be, maybe start with, a, with, with your dining room table. It may start with a cafe. But uh, an opportunity, uh, an opportunity to hear the message of the gospel. Jesus told a parable, often called the parable of the great banquet. And there's the master of the house, and uh, it says in Luke 14, 23, then the master told his servants, he'd already said, we're having a fantastic banquet, it's incredible, go and invite everybody, and they do, and the thing is that there's still empty chairs. And uh, some people have said no. And he, this is the verse, then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full It's a strong word, compel, and no suggestion that we should go somewhere and twist somebody's arm to hear the gospel. But I think it speaks to the urgency that Jesus wanted to bring to this challenge of people who don't yet know him. God's desire is that all come to know him. Our task is to give them that opportunity, to just in a gentle way, not in a pushy, shovey way, but just to be able to provide that opportunity and alpha is just a tool that god is using to do that last year about eighty thousand people in australia sat around an alpha table and uh i think we're up to about eight hundred thousand since alpha first started quite a while ago and around the world about 30 million but uh we have a a a vision that we will see a hundred million people around the world do alpha by 2033 which is, uh, celebrates the thousand years since Jesus was resurrected. John 4, verse 35 or 36. Again, Jesus speaking, he says, You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. Again, we have the privilege of being harvesters in God's harvest field. Um, sometimes, you know, you look around Australia, you may think, oh, I'm not sure about the fields being white to harvest. The things we never know what God is doing in other people's lives as we pray for them. 
Let the Holy Spirit work in their hearts and lives, drawing them to himself. My, my wife has the unusual story of um, a, a, she remembers a grandfather kneeling by his bed, otherwise no faith in, in her background. And maybe he was praying for her because she was 27. She was a teacher, teacher on the Gold Coast in Queensland. And something, she said, something said to me, you need to go to church. And there's a, uh, she sees a sign, Jesus, and there's a church and she walks in and, and, and she finds the Lord. And uh, I think that something was the Holy Spirit who was drawing her. And maybe uh, I, I, she, she remembers it back now. I think I did know a couple of Christians and, and they never talked to me about God. They never invited me to anything. I think I probably would have come. And maybe God, I mean, she said, well, I'm going to have to do it myself. I'll just um, give her a nudge and, and here we go. But we have that honour and privilege of inviting others into to the table. To the table, and Alpha is a, a literal table. Alpha usually goes over about seven or eight weeks, and uh, usually does involve food, because we found that food is really so valuable in terms of just getting to know people. So it starts with a meal, and um, Anna assures me that the food here at the granary is the best in Australia. Yeah, so just great food, and uh, then there's a video. It goes maybe at twenty five minutes. And the, the video answers a question every week and takes people on the journey of faith because it, there are so many people now in Australia who we would say are, it's a post-Christian environment where they don't know the story of the gospel. Children, we were talking last night about children, stories we know of children who've heard somebody say Jesus and they've reprimanded them because they say you're swearing because they've never, they have no understanding of a historic Jesus. It's not in their frame at all. And so... And uh, we need to start from a, uh, that space and take people on a journey. So the first, first video, is, uh, the, the question is, is there more to life than this? Just getting people thinking about purpose of life. The next is, is who is Jesus? And then why did he die? And then how can I have faith? And what is prayer? And what about the Bible? And who was the Holy Spirit? How am I filled with the Holy Spirit? And eventually just leading people along a path with then finally an invitation, would you like to receive prayer? And it's just a very gentle invitation, and if people would like that. At, at that moment, about 80 90% of people who do Alpha say, yeah, I would, and, and they have an encounter with God. And it's all personal. It's their encounter. It's all different, but it's still an encounter where they say, yeah, actually, this is true for me now. Um, and that's what Alpha is all about. But of course, to run Alpha, it takes people who invite somebody. Alpha is not just for Christians. It's not. It's actually for people who don't yet know the Lord. It takes people to make a meal. It takes people to welcome somebody. It takes people to sit at a table and engage them in that conversation. So there's the meal, there's a video, and then there's a chat about the video. And that's the opportunity for people to say whatever they want to say. And we're happy about that. And we just are there to love and accept them. We're not there to argue with them or to push them into something. We we pray and we let the Holy Spirit do his work in people's lives. So I want to train you on how to invite somebody to Alpha. You ready to be trained? Here we go. A bit challenging. Hello, Sam. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm good. Thank you. Would you like to come with me to Alpha? Um, what is Alpha? Well, you know, 
Alpha's an opportunity to explore faith and life and meaning, and uh, we're going to have a, a meal, watch a video, and have a, have a chat. We, it's going to start on the 1st of May. Would you like to come? Sounds good. I'll, 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 love, I'll love to come. Oh, Sam, come on. Have a seat with me at the table. Okay, did you hear that? Hands up if you just heard what we just did. You're trained. But I'll give you another go, okay? Hey, Stu, how are you doing? Very good, thanks. Uh, would you like to come with me to Alpha? Oh, uh, no, thank you. Wound, hurt, rejection. Does anybody uh, can think of anyone in our f- Christian faith who suffered rejection? Hey, if Jesus was willing, surely we can be willing. I know it's not pleasant. I know it's not something you like, but you know what we encourage people to do when somebody says no, you just say, that's fine because we're going to be running it again later in the year and I'll give you another invite. There you go. That's fine. That's fine. It's a bit sad, Sam, because it's just you and me. Got a couple of empty chairs here. Wow. A pastor I know, he, he said to me, I want to run Alpha in my church. I said, why? He said, well, I've got a 65-year-old father-in-law, successful businessman in Sydney, can never get him anywhere near faith, church, anything like that. But he has a friend, and his friend has kept asking him to Alpha. Nicely, he kept saying no, but the friend didn't give up. So every time there was another Alpha, would you like to come this time? Finally, he, uh, he, his father-in-law said, I'm going just to get my, the friend off my back, but oh boy, I'm going to cause him some trouble. And so he turns up first night. And uh, when they, they had the meal and they, they showed the video and then they're having the chat and he pushed back big time. He, you know, saying everything he can think of that uh, argues with what was said on the video. Later on, he said, if they had pushed back against my pushback, I wouldn't have come back. But they just loved and accepted me. So I thought I'll go back next week and I'll, I, and I'll give them, you know, curry again. Next week, same thing. Week after that, the same thing. By the end of the course, the Holy Spirit had worked in his life and he received Jesus and started attending church. This pastor said, I can't believe it. Because somebody's been taken on a journey in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. We've got a couple of chairs here. It'd be great to, um, to have those chairs full, wouldn't it, Sam? Yeah, yeah. I need a friend. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for doing this and making us do it too and jumping around today. Would you thank Sam and thank Stuart who had to say no. Tomorrow night uh, we're going to do some training here. Love uh, those of you who could come to join us. Um, It may be that you can, prayer is your thing and you can be somebody who's going to pray. It may be that somebody who's good at welcoming people at the car park or welcoming somebody at the door or helping with a meal. There's a lot of ways you can help. Maybe finally sitting around a table and engaging people in a conversation. Uh, Somebody who just loves people. We're not there to argue with them. We're there to love them and accept them. And if you would like to be a part of that or you just want to hear more about it, it will be fantastic to have you as part of that, we'd love to see you if you could give that time and uh, maybe even just to be there to open your heart to what God may have for you or how you could be a part of this. But certainly for all of us, I would hope to be willing to say, Holy Spirit, would you make me aware 
of the people around me who don't yet know you, and particularly of those moments, and this is the moment of invitation to the table. This is the moment when I could say to that person, would you come with me to Alpha? And the particularly people who you built some trust relationship. I mean, it can be random. I had a good conversation with um, uh, a man from Iran in the Uber going to the airport yesterday. And, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, I know, I know that church that you attend. I drive past there because I described it to him. And, oh, I'll come. Uh, and I go, what? <laughs> I don't expect people to say yes, like, for goodness sake. Actually, we, we like to say um, the invitation is the win because that's our task. The acceptance is the Holy Spirit's job. That's his task. I wonder if you'd join me in prayer. I'd love to just uh, include in this prayer just anybody who you, you, you yourself has not actually said yes to Jesus. I want to accept your love, your forgiveness. As uh, Pastor Sue was saying on the video, that's you. And as we're praying right now, you know, it is as simple as actually saying, Jesus, I believe in you and I receive you. I accept your love. I accept your forgiveness. I know I need it, and I accept it right now. Now, that's you as we're praying. I, I encourage you just to even just quietly to say that within yourself and then to let somebody you know around you know that you, you've done that this morning. I'm sure they would love to help you on that journey. Then others just uh, as we are praying, Holy Spirit, what, what part do I play in all of this? I encourage you to be asking that question in an open way as I pray. So, Father, this morning, we are so grateful for the love, the acceptance that we have in you. Thank you that you invited us to your banqueting table and you are crazy about us. Jesus, thank you for the price you paid on the cross. You gave yourself for us. And we thank you for the invitation to your table of forgiveness. Lord, around about us, there are many, many people who don't yet know this table, this love, this forgiveness. And Lord, would you give us the courage and the sensitivity to make that invitation at the right time to the table? Would you come? We pray already. I want to encourage you just to hold in your heart perhaps the name of one or two of those people. People who don't yet know the nutrients of the kingdom, the love of God, and already be saying, Lord, for that person, would you give me the privilege of having them come to the table? It may be, it may be a cafe. It may be maybe Easter services here. In this place, what a great time to invite somebody, maybe Alpha. So, Lord, I thank you for this house. This place where I do sense here is a heart of love and acceptance. I ask, oh God, for you to continue your work in this house and for this place to be filled with people who don't yet know you, people with all of the mess of their lives, but here they find your love in your people, in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Just before I go this morning, I just want to say something that I had to discover in my own life. And uh, it was something of a journey. And that discovery was that I, I could read the scriptures and see in there the way to, I think, I, God wants me to be and how I can please him the way I live. If I then tried to impose that on others, either directly or even just indirectly by my expectation that you will live by my standard, I found that I pushed them away from the arms of God and, 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 and then ultimately from my arms, if you like, from relationship with me. And instead, when I just focused on living the life that I believe will please God with, and with integrity and loving and accepting others without judgment, I opened the door for them to come into God's arms and into my arms. That's my experience of life, and I suspect it's yours too. Thank you for having me here this morning. God bless Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app that you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. Have a safe and blessed week.